Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? 97 years ago today, Amy. Uh, okay, what what was it? Cooperative program was approved and started. May 13th. 1925. There you go. I stole your, your history moment. You you did. You did. Mine's not nearly as interesting now. I kind of have a... <laughs> Played that trump card. Boom. Yeah. Maybe I should change it because mine was a little lighter, but... Well, no, you you... Can, light is good for that part of the show. I, actually, yeah. And I'll save that uh, for when we do this show in 2025. Oh, okay. So you're promising a show in three years. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been, I, I mean, at that point, it'll be like our 10 year anniversary. Which would be a bigger anniversary than a hundred year anniversary of the cooperative program, right? I don't know about that. Yeah, but. I don't know about that. But hey, we're seven years in, like in next week or something like that, I think. I'd have to go back and look and see what the date of our first episode was. Um, it aired on 529 of 2015. How about that? Okay. So May the 29th is our is a date. So we got a couple weeks before that. So yeah, just happened to have the, uh, all the show notes right in front of us here. So that helped out. All right. Well, Hey, let's jump into it before we get to the news. We do want to remind you that this June thousands of Southern Baptists will gather in Anaheim for the SBC annual meeting and Southwestern seminary wants to see you there. Tickets are on sale now for Southwestern seminaries, SBC alumni and friends luncheon, which will take place on June 15th at 12 PM. Make plans to reconnect with fellow alumni and catch up with current and former SWBTS faculty. You can purchase your tickets at swbts.edu slash sbc22. That's swbts.edu slash sbc22. All right, Amy, let's jump into it. We've got some news from our ACP, our annual church profile report that was dropped this week, and we saw a rebound in baptisms. Yeah, so this was very exciting. And, you know, I think some obviously is a sign of recovery from COVID-19 because 2020 baptisms really dropped and because churches weren't meeting because baptisms weren't, you know, happening in the same way. So it's really showing a couple of things. One is just excitement to see it, you know, going back up, uh, but a, a really good sign about the COVID-19 bounce back. Yeah. So it looking specifically at 2021, I mean, I think all of us are seeing it now in 2022 that things have, are getting back to normal, oh, yeah. but just really great to see it statistically play out from last year. Yeah. We, we did continue to see a numerical decline over in membership uh, that has dropped below 14 million, uh, but churches were up. We're 22 more churches than last year. We're at a uh, 47,614. So we went over that 47.6 mark. You mentioned that the baptisms had rebounded. They went from 123,000 last year over 154,000 this year. So a bump of about 31,500 in baptisms. And then in the worship attendance, uh, a new stat this year, Amy, online worship participation and in-person worship attendance. So two different stats this year, 3.6 million in person, 1.4 million online. And uh, that gives you a total in a total wor weekly worship of over 5 million people. 
involved in our Southern Baptist churches. So all the numbers are over at Baptist Press in the story, and you can look at the full report as well as state-by-state reports from the 2021 annual church profile. All right, Amy, I was in California this week getting ready for next month's annual meeting and hung out with Pete Ramirez, and yesterday he was named the new state exec for the California Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, very exciting announcement here. All right, so they had a unanimous vote from the search committee, um, and they pre- they presented Pete Ramirez to the full board of uh, the executive board of the California Southern Baptist Convention. That happened yesterday, like you said, on Thursday, and they made him the new uh, executive director. And he seems like a great guy. Tell me, tell us a little bit about him. All right. So he's fantastic. He's been in California. uh, I think his entire ministry has been part of the state convention out there the last few years, serving as the associate exec to Bill Agee in California. And also, uh, I mean, he's a graduate of Gateway Seminary, uh, currently completing a doctor of ministry at Gateway, also got a degree from Biola, married to Annabelle. He and Annabelle have a couple of daughters and one grandchild. So uh, congratulations to Pete. Uh, really excited about this for him. Uh, gotten to know him over the last year a little bit more and more, obviously, as we have gotten ready for the annual meeting next month. Amy, can you believe this? Uh, one month away, the annual meeting is in Anaheim. Yeah, it's amazing. We're counting down. Yes, Crazy. we are. And speaking of the annual meeting, Got a registration secretary announcement from a good friend of the pod this week. Uh, she is going to nominate Don Currents for registration secretary in Anaheim. Yeah, why don't you tell us about that? Who's going to be doing that? You are. That's correct. Yes. yes you I, will be I, nominating Don Currents. Yeah, I announced this week that I will be nominating Don Currents for registration secretary. Um, I love Don Currents. I think he is incredible and does an amazing job uh, in that role. So have gotten to just be around him. Really, I guess, got to know him starting in 2017 when he was at, when he was acting registration yeah. secretary. He was serving when Jim Wells was unable to because of um, illness. And uh, man, I what a man of integrity. I just I really enjoyed getting to know him then and have loved working with him over the last several years. So I'm excited about nominating him. This is going to be a big first for me. Uh, as much as I have been uh, involved and enjoyed being part of the annual meeting, guess what, Jonathan? I've never said anything from a microphone anywhere. That's going to change. So this year I get to step up and say, my name is Amy Whitfield and I'm a messenger. So uh, that's going uh, to be kind of fun. Nice rite of passage there for me. All right. You can cross that one off your bucket list, I guess, this summer, Amy. So I, I know that's that's been something you've been really wanting to do for so long, I'm sure. Yeah, you know me. But <laughs> okay. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be it'll fun. Be, it will I just, be. Hey, and just think if you really colossally mess up, I've got it on video and oh, it'll perfect. Be, that'll be that'll be perfect. awesome. And I and you know how I can talk. So I'll be really concerned that Craig Colbert is gonna be showing up behind me. Uh that'll be uh, a, a bit nerve wracking. Yes. But we'll see. Just pick you up, move you to the side. Okay. That's right. All right. We got graduation stuff. Uh, graduation at Southeastern today, huh? 
That's right. That's right. right. As we're uh, recording this on Friday morning, the graduates are getting ready now to start processing. Very exciting. But some other uh, seminaries already had their graduations last week. Last week over at Midwestern, more than 300 students from 40 states and 11 countries got diplomas. Uh, They said that this was the most diverse degree presentation in the seminary's history, including 29 different degrees awarded at the ceremony. So congratulations to all our friends over at Midwestern and Spurgeon College. They got their degrees last weekend. Also last weekend was Southwestern and Texas Baptist College. They had 245 graduates from uh 26 states and 19 countries. That's so crazy. lots of, yeah, lot, lots of people. You forget from how all many over. countries we have at our seminaries until they start dropping them like this in these graduation stories. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got all kinds of people from all places all around the world at all six of our seminaries. And it's, it's just stunning to see it in these, these kind of numbers. Yeah, it's really exciting, but it sounds like they had a great day for their graduates. They also presented Mark Taylor, who is the Associate Dean of the School of Theology and a Professor of New Testament, with the David S. and Lenise Dockery Faculty Award for Teaching Excellence. So exciting. And that's the first year. This is the first year uh, that the award is given. So congratulations to Dr. Taylor uh, to be the first one out of the blocks to get that. So that was an exciting honor as well. And it seems like they had a great day. Yeah. Speaking of the faculty awards, the professor of the year over at Midwestern, we missed that um, a minute ago, but Sung Jin Park was their professor of the year. We should like put all of the professors of the year that are, you know, into like some kind of Royal Rumble style tournament. Yeah. Or, or not. Okay. I got a story about this. This is something that I remember. Um, The faculty award at Southern Seminary. Yeah which I think it's the Finley Edge Teaching Award, I believe. Of course. Um, Who doesn't know the name of that award? That's right. So that was something in my job there that I was responsible for handling all of that. So the the committee would come and select the person and then I would get the name and I would like, I mean, I was a vault, Jonathan. I like nobody was getting that name out of me. And um, we like wouldn't tell anybody. And it was this, you know, just this whole big surprise. And one year, uh, the winner was Chuck Lawless. Oh, and yeah, and Pam Lawless, who I love dearly, is my wonderful friend. She worked at Southern Seminary at the time in the president's office. So I had this, uh, I had this deal worked out with uh, Tom Hellams, who worked in the president's office there, to not tell Pam but to basically like send her over to the chapel to do something like that she need, you know, they needed her to go over there for something right at the moment where he got the award. And uh, that was one of my favorite things I ever did in my job was for her to be in there just thinking she's like, you know, there to, to slide, slide over there to take something over there. And then he got the teaching award. Oh, that's nice. One of the, yeah. Up. And Wego likes it too. I'm going to yep. take him out. All right. So congratulations to all of our graduates on uh, their big days this spring. So we got a couple more graduations, obviously, uh, to come. We only have a, a couple of stories in so far, but uh, we got more to come. And uh, you know, a lot of graduations going on across our seminaries and Baptist colleges in the coming days. All right. We've also got some other news from Gateway Seminary. They held their trustee board meeting on May the 3rd. 
So they passed a budget of $12.275 million and brought on a couple of new faculty. Daniel Gertner will join the faculty as professor of New Testament studies. Uh, He comes to them from Southern Seminary and also previously taught at Bethel Seminary. Also coming on board at Gateway, Cliff Jenkins as Associate Director of the Doctor of Ministry Program and Associate Professor of Leadership Formation. He comes to them from the Baptist Convention of Pennsylvania, South Jersey, where he was the State Director of Missions for NAM. Very cool. So big announcements from Gateway. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, so congratulations to Jeff Orge and the entire crew over Gateway. Going to see a lot of them next month at the SBC annual meeting. Going to be a kind of a home game for Jeff Orge and Gateway Seminary. All right, Amy, final piece of news this week. Got an update last weekend from the Sex Abuse Task Force, their final update before the report comes out next week. That's right. So in that update, they basically just were reporting on the number of interviews that they had. They reported 313 interviews completed. They still had some interviews scheduled and in progress this week. Um, and then also reported some you know, information about witnesses who declined, witnesses who were, you know, they learned some witnesses were deceased and could not participate uh, because this is, remember, dealing with former board members uh, or staff members of the executive committee. So uh, it was just an update to kind of explain uh, and show some of the work they've done in talking to people and uh, to demonstrate a thorough report. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll be waiting that report next weekend. It's scheduled to release publicly, I think, on the 22nd. So I'm going to nail that down this week. That's the uh, kind of the schedule right now. So that'll do it for our news this week and bring me to my favorite part of the week. This week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds. All right. We're going to go back to May 13th, 1951. A great issue of Baptist Press that has, you know, lots of things. Some Something that we've covered on here before, the excitement about Roy Rogers coming to speak at the uh, annual meeting in 1951. Um, but there's a, there's a story at the bottom, which I think is, is a, an interesting analogy. Uh, It was by, I guess it was more of an essay. It was by R.E. Milam, who was the executive secretary treasurer of the Baptist General Convention of Oregon, Washington. I've actually done a lot of research on him uh, for some some other projects in the past. So he had quite uh, quite a presence in the West in the kind of the beginning days of the SBC moving out to the West. Uh, But he does a comparison between Southern Baptists and ostriches. What? Uh, yes. So the essay is called, I just felt like this was very interesting and I wanted to share it. He that said, was the name uh, of the essay? I just thought the, this was very interesting and I just wanted no, to share No, I'm sorry. It. Sorry. I just went, I went off on that. The okay. name of the essay is Ostrich Plumes is what it is. So okay. I just, yeah, went off on another thought there. It starts with, I have heard Southern Baptist referred to as an ostrich with his head buried in the sand. Oh, uh. So that's what he was pointing to. And then he says, by people who do not know either ostriches or Southern Baptists. Oh. And so he takes that sort of people saying, oh, you guys are just an ostrich with your head in the sand. And he says, let's let's actually make the comparison. So he said, all observers agree that the Southern Baptist ostrich has beautiful plumes. 
And then he starts listing how many associations, how many churches, how many baptisms, members, gifts, all these different things. Uh, Even more gorgeous are the plumes of fellowship, freedom, unity, spiritual fervor, and faithfulness to the word of God. Then he says the lamented thing, according to these observers, is that the ostrich with all its plumage uses its long legs to keep distance and bury its head in the sand. Some have observed that the Southern Baptist ostrich has two legs, east and west, divided all the way up to the body with various associational toes and state convention joints. He's got a way with words. This, they say, is a sure sign that the Southern Baptist ostrich will eventually split in two. Now, obviously, this is an interest of uh, Ari Milam because he really worked hard, wanted to you know, connect the West. Then he says that he believed that this analogy is faulty due to a lack of knowledge of the ostrich. The ostrich does not bury its head in the sand, but wisely puts its ear to the ground, according to a Florida ostrich farmer. Only ostriches that have lost their ability to hear danger signals stand still and become a prey, losing their plumes and having their bodies divided. This writer desperately hopes that the Southern Baptist ostrich will keep its ear to the ground. Surely no one has reason to be more interested in the plumes than the ostrich himself. It was quite a, quite an essay, very, uh, uh, very colorful. And I just felt like it was good to share this week. So Ari Milam, Southern Baptist and ostriches this week in SBC history. Bet you didn't expect that. No, no. I've heard peacocks, but never ostriches. Yeah. Speaking of peacocks, yeah, that's because the that's the big New Orleans kill the peacock. There's also a uh, a statement in that Baptist press about uh, coming to New Orleans. It said, "You all stop now and see us. We'll show you Southern hospitality." Dr. Roland Level inviting all Baptists going south for their vacations to stop in New Orleans and look things over that they can see the buildings that are occupied and where new buildings will be constructed. So there's an invitation to come to New Orleans. A good issue, Roy Rogers, New Orleans Seminary, a discussion about weeknights for youth, like everyone's setting aside a weeknight. There's kind of some back and forth between Wednesday and Thursday of of activities that take youth away. It's a very interesting issue. Yep. I did not have ostriches on my SBC this week bingo card. No. No, didn't have it, but I'll take it. So good stuff. All right. Thanks, Amy. All right. That'll bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Um, My resource is the State of the Bible uh, project, State of the Bible 2022 from the American Bible Society. This is something that comes out every year and actually had a really shocking thing that nearly 40% of Generation Z believe Jesus was a human and sinned like other people when he lived on earth. Uh, So that's... Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, yeah, but that tells something this is now remember, this is a, uh, a survey that does not address whether the people who are polled identify as Christian or non-Christian. So this is just a, it's really to, to understand a big landscape in America of Bible literacy, um, or Or understanding, right. Or understanding. And that's, it's important to know and understand this, especially when thinking about Gen Z, because 
uh, it helps for us to know what our, what the landscape is for evangelism. The one good thing is that Gen Z did register high in curiosity about Jesus or the Bible with 75% falling between a little curious, that's 11%, and extremely curious, 31%. So that's good to, to see that there is curiosity about the Bible, um, but still definitely uh, some, some stuff that maybe we wouldn't have seen, uh, years ago. And, uh, so you can look It's a, it's, there's a lot of information in the state of the Bible, uh, study every year. This is the 12th year of doing it to just get opinions and practices relating to the Bible. So, uh, particularly if you're one who does a lot of evangelism kind of just out in the world, check that out. Yes. All right. My resource of the week is a free book from Trevin Wax. So uh, we've talked about this book before, Rethink Yourself, that came out from Trevin Wax recently. And Nam is providing this to Southern Baptist pastors for free. You can go over to the Nam store. We'll put the link in the show notes. Go over to the Nam store and just get a free book from Trevin Wax. All right, go for it. How about that? So Rethink Yourself, it is a, uh, it's Trevin's, I think, newest book. Well, not counting the Psalms thing or the Chesterton thing that he just released, but like his his newest like Christian living book or Christian leadership book, if you want to call it, uh, you know, like trade book. Uh, but uh, it talks about how to rethink some of society's most common assumptions about our identity and the road to happiness. So free book over at the NAM store. Just go over there. We'll put the link in the show notes. But go over to the NAM store. You can get a free book from Trevin Wax. So good friend of the pod. And uh, he uh, sent that over to us, told us what NAM was doing with that. So uh, we're pla- we're glad to help promote that this week here on SBC This Week. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for our show this week. Going to be a, um, a wild few weeks headed up to the annual meeting. So buckle in, folks. It always gets busy this time of year. And uh, I think, Amy, this year will be no exception. I think so. All right. Well, hey, that's going to do it for us this week. Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week.